0: Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: C-O-L-G-A-T-V. Colgate presents Bill Stern. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, the story's rare. Make his a and you'll look keen, you'll get
2: a shave it's smooth
1: and clean, you'll be a Colgate brushless
2: fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking from the city of Chicago, bringing you the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest tonight is Mickey Rooney. But before we bring you Mickey Rooney in person, let's begin with Real 1 Profile of a Champion. Do you ever realize what it takes to make a champion? Let me tell you a story that started several years ago. I don't know what the past few years have done to this story, but I think you'd be interested in knowing what I do know, for this is the story of Albert Wenger. Albert Wenger was just a normal high school boy back in 1937, living in the small town of Deer Park, Wisconsin, close to Milwaukee. On February 11th of that year, Albert Wenger was attending a high school basketball game near Milwaukee, and after that game was over, he, along with his schoolmates, piled into a bus that was to take them home. But the night was very, very cold. The snow was piled high, and more snow was being driven by the wind as the bus tried to take the students home. Two miles from Albert Wenger's home, the bus came to a stop. The snow was too deep. The bus driver tried to make it, but he could go no further. I'm sorry, Albert. I don't think we can go any further. That's all right, sir. I can walk home from here. It's only two miles. You'll just open the door and let me out. I'll make it all right. Okay, Albert. Good luck. Right. I hate to let you out on the night, my dear. So young Albert Wenger got out of the bus to try and walk through those snowdrifts, the remaining two miles to his home. The wind cut through the night. The snow was deep. Albert looked for familiar landmarks as he plodded on. He lost his footing several times in the deep snow, but each time he managed to get back onto his feet. It was getting colder now. The temperature had dropped, dropped, to 20 degrees below zero. The icy blast cut right through Albert. He was shaking and shivering. Suddenly, Albert was taken sick, deathly sick. He wanted to lie down in the snow. He did lie down for a while. He even went to sleep for a few minutes. But when he awakened, he was buried in that snow. He was freezing. He knew that if he didn't get up, he'd freeze to death. Somehow, Albert managed to struggle back to his feet. But he was lost now, completely lost. The drifting snow had obliterated all familiar landmarks. He dragged himself on and on until finally... Finally, he reached a farmhouse. Weakly, he pulled his body up to the door, and he tried to make himself heard. Please, someone, can you hear me? Help me, please, help. Please let me in. Let me in. At 4.30 in the morning, the farmer inside that house thought that he'd heard something moving outside, and he looked out into the dim early morning light. He saw Albert, saw him crawling away from his doorstep, for the boy was now too sick to stand up. But the farmer mistook Albert for a dog crawling through the snows. And it wasn't until the next morning that they found Albert. Found him frozen in the snow. They didn't think that Albert had lived. He was almost frozen solid, but he did live. He lived to become a great swimmer. For in 1940, less than one year after Albert Wenger was almost frozen to death, he won his first swimming race. And that's the story of Albert Winger of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Albert Winger, who became a great swimmer after he had almost frozen to death, and because of this, had lost both of his arms and both of his legs. Portrait of a swimmer with no arms and no legs. Real 2. Tonight we're broadcasting from Chicago, getting ready to interview our guest, Mickey Rooney, a great football fan. And speaking of greats in football, let me remind you Creighton Miller, one of Notre Dame's greatest football players. Creighton Miller's now the backfield coach at Yale, and he
1: recently wrote me, Dear Bill, I've proved over and over on my own face what Colgate Brushless Shave Cream will do. This light, fluffy cream softens up my tough whiskers and keeps them soft through the entire shaving operation. Colgate Brushless is soothing, too, on my somewhat tender skin. Best of all, I can shave close without my face feeling the least bit sore or irritated. Signed, Creighton Miller. Thanks, Creighton. And men,
2: I'm willing to wager that you too will find Colgate Brushless everything you ever hoped for in a shave cream. Colgate Brushless is a fast worker. It's easy to spread. A confident performer. It's kind to sensitive skin. And Colgate Brushless is speedy too. Because when you come to the end of that close, clean, comfortable shave, you just rinse Colgate Brushless off your razor and face in a flash. That's because it's not greasy or heavy. It's light and it's right. And if you don't find Colgate Brushless does everything I say, just send the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey, and I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream in tube or jar. It's light and it's right. Real 3, Portrait of a Prize Fight. This is the story of a prize fight, a bitter prize fight between two boys. One was named Walter Donaldson, and the other was named Stanley Royce. There is no record of which one of these boys won that fight. But Walter Donaldson received a broken nose, while his opponent, Stanley Royce, had five teeth knocked out. However, it was that fist fight that brought these two boys, Walter Donaldson and Stanley Royce, together, for it made them respect each other. And as the months passed by, these two boys became such good friends that finally you never saw one without the other. They were continually together, so much so that they decided to go to the same school, a music school, for both of them were determined that they were going to be songwriters. And that's the story of Walter Donaldson and Stanley Royce, who became songwriters because of a prize fight. Stanley Royce was the first of these two to write a song. Mm Hmm. This song of Stanley Rice's didn't become successful in the beginning, but both he and his pal Walter Donaldson did everything they could to make it a success. Until finally it became the most famous high-race lullaby that's ever been written. For you see, that first song by Stanley Rice was Tora, Lora, Lora. After Tura Lura Lura became a big hit, Stanley Royce was famous, but that didn't change his friendship for his pal, Walter Donaldson. The two of them were still always together. That is, they were always together until the First World War came along. For when that war came, Stanley Royce immediately went overseas. His pal, Walter Donaldson, tried to go along with him, but he couldn't. And so these two were finally separated. But even though they were separated by war, they continued their friendship by writing to each other each week. And every week, Walter Donaldson would get a letter from his old pal, Stanley Royce. That is, Walter Donaldson got a letter every week from Stanley Royce until one day, the report reached America that Stanley Royce had been killed in action. The news of Stanley Royce's death shocked Walter Donaldson, for it meant that his buddy was gone. And in memory of his buddy, Walter Donaldson wrote a song. A song that was destined to make history. For it was one of the great songs to come out of the First World War. And it was written in memory of Walter Donaldson's buddy, his buddy Stanley Royce. And that's why Walter Donaldson called it, My
1: Buddy. My Buddy. My Buddy. Your Buddy.
2: The death of Stanley Roy should have ended that friendship between these two buddies, but the death didn't end it. No. One day, shortly after the war, Walter Donaldson was sitting in his office when the door opened and a familiar figure walked in. It was Walter Donaldson who broke the silence.
0: Stanley!
2: Hello, Walter.
0: Stanley, they told me you were dead.
2: Are you really alive? Well, I think so, Walter. Is he... During the war, I was in the secret service, and to get the information we needed, it was necessary to give out a story I was dead. Oh. But I kept right on working under another name, of course. Under another name? You mean you're using a new name? That's right. I took the name James Shannon. And you know, I like it better than Stanley Royce. I think I'll keep it. (laughs) All right, Stanley (laughs) Royce or James Shannon, whichever you want. But I'm certainly glad you're back. And so it was that the great songwriter, Stanley Royce, changed his name to James Shannon. And once again, he and Walter Donaldson were inseparable buddies. And that's the story of James Shannon. But James Shannon is not merely remembered as the man who wrote the Irish lullaby, "Tura nor is he remembered as the man who inspired the great song, My Buddy. No, no, James Shannon is far better known as the man who wrote THE song, the song that sold more copies than any other song ever written, The Missouri
1: Waltz. Way down in Missouri, where I heard this melody, when I was a piccaninny on my mammy's knee.
2: But the strangest part of this story is the story of what Jimmy Shannon did with that money, the money that he made from writing his famous song, The Missouri Waltz because he never would have written that song but for his friendship with Walter Donaldson, a friendship that lasted a lifetime and yet began when they first fought each other in a prize fight. Well, because of that, and because a prize fight was responsible for this song, James Shannon took all the money he made from writing that great song in, a song that never would have been written but for a prize fight. And he used that money, used it to build a hospital, a hospital for broken down prize fighters. Oh! Portrait of a Strange Story. Real Four. Just a moment, we're going to present our special guest, Mickey Rooney. But before we present Mickey Rooney in person, here is Don Elder.
1: Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is light and fluffy, not greasy or heavy. And a mighty fast worker. One, wash your face. Two, spread on Colgate Brushless. Three, shave it off. That's all there is to it. And you'll enjoy a close, clean, no snag performance without after irritation. And at the finish, because it's not heavy or greasy, you'll rinse Colgate Brushless Shave Cream off your face and razor in a flash. So how about it, men? How about a champion shave with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions? Buy a tube or jar tonight. It's light and it's right. Now back to Bill Stern and Mickey Rooney. Real fire, Colgate's camera close-up of Mickey Rooney.
2: Tonight, our guest is one of the most famous movie stars in the whole world, the one and only Mickey Rooney. This week, Mickey Rooney's appearing in person at the Downtown Theater in Detroit. I'd like to ask Mickey Rooney a question. Who's going to win tomorrow's big game out on the coast between Southern California and UCLA? And in order that Mickey Rooney can answer that question, this is Bill Stern switching you from where I'm standing in Chicago. The next voice you hear will be the famous movie star, Mickey Rooney, speaking from his dressing room backstage at the Downtown Theater in Detroit.
0: Hiya, Bill. Good evening, Mr. And Mrs. Sports Fan. Bill, it's a pleasure being on your program this evening. But when you ask me a strange question like, who do I think will win the USC-UCLA game this coming Saturday out California way, you're liable to end up with a strange answer like, you got me. As we all know, the burly Bruin of Westwood is packed with pork hide artists. Outstanding star of the blue and gold is End, Burr Baldwin, a rugged man both on offense and defense. Yes, and then there's quarterback Ernie the General Case, who can match tricks with the best of them. And there's plenty more in back of him, Bill, too. My rating for Mr. Bruin is smart, rough, and plenty speedy. Now on the cardinal and gold side of the ledger, I find Mr. Trojan a little slow getting started at the beginning of most seasons, but after a hot iron is applied to these early kinks, we find him a finisher that finishes but fast. The Trojans, you'll find, have a knack for playing their best game when the chips are down. And believe it or not, Bill, this week, the chips are down. My rating for the men of Troy, tough, Rough and very ready. So who do I think will win football's run for the roses comes New Year's Day, Bill? (laughs) Well, you can call your captains together, flip a coin. You might pick the winner, and then again, you might not. And in closing, Bill, I'd like to ask a favor of you and all the other sports scribes. When you're picking this season's All-Americans, don't forget those that might have made the team if they had lived. This is Mickey Rooney in Detroit saying goodnight, returning you to Bill Stern in Chicago.
2: Thank you very, very much, Mickey Rooney. And my sincere thanks to Sam Stiefel, an old friend, who made it possible for Mickey Rooney to appear on this program tonight. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the 3-0 Mark IV tonight. We've been broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's Illinois Northwestern football game. Next Friday evening, we'll be back, same time, same stations, broadcasting from whichever city has the nation's biggest football game, getting ready to broadcast that game. And our guest next Friday night will be the head football coach of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, Frank Leahy. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, as we present as our special guest, Notre Dame's famous football coach, Frank Leahy. See you then. Until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theatres. Now, until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Chicago. Bill
1: Stern, the cokey-shaped command is on his way. Bill Stern, the cokey-shaped command had lots to say. He told you, care the sports, he rose the inside, don't be really known, so listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E-E. Ladies, right now there's a worldwide shortage of fats to make soap. And that's why the women of America are asked to keep on saving used fats. Keep on selling it to your butcher. Remember, used fats are needed to make soap. So put it in a tin and turn it in. Mickey Rooney appeared on this program courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Pictures. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from Chicago and Detroit. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Oh. Mm-hmm.